Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome, everyone. It's so great having you here today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and I'm your host, Michelle. I'm the founder and CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese companies learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. We are the experts of the China market. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com. Make sure to click on the links in my show link, or email me at michelle.zou@ptcgconsulting.com. And I always welcome you. Connect me on LinkedIn. Today we have Anderson Liu on the show together with me, and we are going to talk about. How businesses can use digital marketing to sell into the China market. Let me first introduce my guest, Anderson. Anderson Liu is the CEO of Westwin. It spells as W E S T W I N. It's a company headquartered in Shanghai, China. Well, I have known Anderson for over ten years. We both have worked at Microsoft. And I have worked very closely with his team to plan and market Microsoft's internet services to China. Anderson and I also collaborated closely to present together to Bill Gates. Guess what? The topic is about the internet market in China, but that was many many years ago. I think that was back in two thousand seven. Anderson, thanks for joining me on this show. And you have been a veteran in China's internet industry. I hope today you can help our audience understand the China market and the consumers. So my first question here is: How big is the China e-commerce market? I believe many people think it's really big, but how big is it? Can you help us to get a sense of it? Thank you. Hi,、hey, Michelle. Thank you for the questions. Yeah, I think the people in general thinking that there's a huge potential for domestic consumption power in China. As we've been discussed before, we noticed that there's a you know rising power. We call it the rising middle class in China. This huge amount of the people is believed to be around you know 120 million peoples to 200 million peoples. This is actually the core of the、uh, you know kind of most significant people in China, which is representing the consumption power, representing the trend of this uh, uh, society. So I got a couple of data here we can share with you.、Uh, this is actually the data from year two thousand sixteen. So in year two thousand sixteen, Chinese domestic buyers is actually spending eighty five point seven billion U.S. dollar to buying the merchandise. From the country outside China, which basically they stay in China, they purchasing the overseas merchandise goods from the e-commerce website, either from Amazon or from you know Alibaba or from all the other small medium-sized vertical e-commerce side. So it's eighty-five point seven billion US dollars, US dollars、mm-hmm. in one year. And another number I can share with you is basically. We have about 120 million Chinese international travelers. Is go outside China for the international travel, whether on business trip or take a vacations, whether by themselves or bring entire family with them. And their total spending in year 2016 is 110 billion US dollar in one year. So when you mix up all the things together, in year 2016, this so-called A rising middle class is totally spend about one hundred ninety six billion U.S. dollar in one year, only for consume the overseas merchandise goods 
travel services over there. Wow, that's really big numbers. And by the way, you know, this trend is actually accelerating because we just realized this kind of a rising middle class begin to spend money outside of China in the past three four years. In the past three four years, so. From the you know forecasting we're seeing here in China, that this average growth rate is roughly around thirty-five percent to fifty percent, according to the different industry, according to the different industry. So in the next five years, I would say this is really something magnificent, can changing the uh, entire commerce industry globally, given this big number of the populations. This is a Almost half of the U.S. population is over there, but this is not the you know ordinary people. This is actually the middle class. Can you imagine the、uh, half of the American population is、uh, have the middle class income? So their purchasing power is unbelievable big. Uh huh. So when you say middle class in China, what kind of income、uh, are you referencing to? In China, this middle class is the annual in the house income. Roughly around kind of a three hundred thousand RMB is can be well defined as the middle class, which is basically fifty thousand US a year.、Mm. And、uh, disposal income is really high. Yes, it's not just、uh, they have to use the money to pay the rental, <laughs> pay the basic. Yeah. Yes. Their disposal income is high, so they can go out of the country. Yes. Travel around and. Buy a lot of stuff. Exactly.、Back. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, I can tell you some stories I've seen.、Uh, I I live in Seattle, and I know there's a premium. We call it a Seattle Premium Outlet nearby,、yeah. right? Not far away from the city,、uh, downtown Seattle. Two years ago, I went there to buy Coach bags for my folks, my family, <laughs> relatives inside China. They asked me to buy like、um, uh, help to buy five bags. When I travel back to China, you know, bring with me. When I went there, there was a very long line outside of the store, and、um, only one person come out from the store. Then another person can go in. All the people waiting in the line, they are Asian face, right? I think、uh, I, I can hear the language is Chinese. And inside the store, the sales representative they speak Chinese. I bought five bags. I saw people bought ten, twelve, twenty bags. The store will be empty very soon. So that's the buying purchasing power there from Chinese. Yes, it's not surprised to have the、uh, you know you know Chinese speaking you know sales representative in the in the stores in U.S. I travel a lot of countries, either in Italy or in you know in France or in U.K. in Japan you know in Korea. You see, all of the places that hiring, you know, this kind of a student from China to be the sales representative, especially in the in the peak season, to help them to kind of serve the Chinese consumer, Chinese travelers. So yes, you're right. You know, we see this phenomenon all around the globe that the Chinese people is buying stuff outside China. That's crazy.、Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for American brands or American? Uh, not just limiting to American, I would say, outside of China, the overseas brands、uh, or manufacturers or business. What does that mean to them of this opportunity? It's definitely representing very significant business opportunities to making money from the you know kind of a increasing demand of this rising middle class in China. Which meaning, you know, probably you are targeting about the you know two hundred million you know middle class of Chinese people. And they basically living the living standard is is increasingly significantly in the past years. We they already have the very decent you know kind of a you know annual income. They have a very significant purchasing power. They want to improve their living standard. So in domestic China, we have a you know concept, a new concept which called consumption upgrade, meaning that originally they trying to have some. You know Chinese food. They have some decent food, decent clothes. They'll be fine. But right now, with their you know purchasing power increase, they we want to try some kind of Italian wines, cheeses from Spain, and、uh, you know maybe some kind of Japanese food, seafood. They want to try some、uh, you know kind of a branded kind of a luxury purse. 
or they try to go some different places to experience some kind of a beautiful scenes over there to get some uh, decent services. Going to uh, you know Caribbean by cruise or uh-huh. anything very different experience from them. So, how are you going to get your brand or get your services kind of noticed, uh, ring the bell in the mind of the Chinese consumer? Is actually the important things because at this moment they have no idea. They have totally have no idea which brand is a good brand, which service is the best service. Mm-hmm. Because they are early stage for them to realize that there is a lot of brand is beyond of this traditional big brand, say Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. There's much of a good brand, good purse beyond the Louis Vuitton, but Chinese people probably don't understand that. Okay, what you are saying is, Chinese have the purchasing power. However, for the business outside of China, for them to capture the opportunity for their brand being aware by the Chinese when they making the decision to buy, they need to do some work in the front, because at this moment, Chinese know the probably some major, big, most well-known brands. However, there are many, many other brands they don't know yet. Yep. So if there's a chance for those brands be in front of our Chinese consumers before they purchase, before they go out of China uh, to experience that, yeah. then that will plant the seeds in their mind. Then that will help them to make a decision when they want to buy either from like Amazon or some other e-commerce platform directly when they're sitting in China, or when they go outside of China, they, they saw those stores that will help them to make the decisions quickly. Exactly. Them. Right now, at this stage, I would say the, you can just uh, you know, compare with Chinese consumer at this stage with, uh, you know, kind of, uh, with kids. Basically, the plain papers, you can draw any uh-huh. pictures you want to draw in this, black, in this uh, white paper. Mm. So for the company or for the uh, you know kind of a, a small and medium sized company, if you're really trying to seize these opportunities, be sure that to find a good partner in China helping you to you know ring the bell of your brand of your services because at this moment they, they Chinese consumers they just don't know. Mm. They probably know a so-called white wine, but they can't tell the difference about uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, and they can't tell the difference of the Zinfandel. They just don't know that. They probably know the you know kind of noodles from Italy called pasta, but they don't know what is linguine, what is something else. Mm-hmm. So it is time for you to ring the bell of Chinese consumer at this moment by finding good partners in China doing your promotions through the most efficient way, of course, through the uh, you know digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Because that will probably mean and representing billions of billions of dollars opportunities. Mm. Okay, so you pointed out uh, another very important thing here. Even small and medium business from other countries, they can do something to plant the seeds into this uh, like a white paper you said, right? The, the blanket paper for the Chinese consumer. And the brands that appear there the earlier, then that's the one that they will recognize. Okay, that's one. Second is, you also mentioned that even small and medium business, they can use some ways that, not the traditional way, to enter into China market early. Uh, you mentioned digital marketing. I would like to understand why you think so. Let's first take a commercial break, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you interested in expanding your business to China but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. 
With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. Now back to In China with Michelle Zhou. And my guest today is Anderson Liu. CEO of West Wind. We are talking about using digital marketing to sell into the China market. And before the break, Anderson, you mentioned small and medium businesses from other countries can use digital marketing to enter China early and easily. Why is that? Well, I would say it is the time, especially important and critical for the uh, you know small and medium-sized business to really, you know, kind of uh, uh, standing on the same line together with a big brand, given the, you know, uh, convenient way for doing marketing through the internet, through the digital marketing. You don't need to set up an office in China to sell your stuff. You don't need to, you know, kind of uh, hire a bunch of people here in China to be your sales representative. What you can do is basically hire a bunch of people or companies in China helping you to do promotion by the uh, either social or mobile or search engine. That is very easy and you can easily monitor the uh, you know, kind of return of the investment through the uh, you know, kind of money you invest by the uh, report they're providing to you by monitoring the uh, you know, kind of orders you received from the China. You don't need, even need to worry about the logistics because the international delivery and the logistics is very convenient here in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need to, even to kind of uh, hire some people in the U.S. or the U.K. to helping you to redefine your Chinese website. You can easily hire a company to, you know, kind of uh, helping you maintain your Chinese version of website. So it's very convenient. That's the reason why I would say by leveraging the digital marketing and the, uh, you know, kind of uh, underground services to, you know, maintain or operating your website it's so convenient for them to kind of uh, directly engage with Chinese consumers right now. Can you give me an example? So we would be able to get the picture of how this is being done. It sounds very simple from what you said. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, let me give you an example of one of my customers. They are, you know, kind of uh, in Canada. They are in Canada, Quebec. They are selling the, you know, cherry and the, you know, agricultural product. What they currently do is basically they, they hire us to you know, maintain their website, Chinese website, update the you know, product, update the pictures, uh, adjusting the pricing, basically maintain their website in China. Mm-hmm. And they give me the marketing dollars, so I'm going to leverage their marketing dollars to do digital marketing in the social media in China. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook like website in China. We have the search engine in China. We have some kind of a BBS. We have some of the video site, just like you know all the you know Western website in China. But it's the Chinese 
website. It's the Chinese company instead of Facebook because I know Facebook, Twitter, Google. They're not their service are not. Oh yes, of course. In China. Yes, of course. It's basically the、uh, Facebook equivalent of Chinese website.、Mm-hmm. It's a Google equivalent Chinese search, search engine. Yeah, Baidu. It's, it's Baidu. Yes. It's a you know kind of a social media, which is a seen on Weibo type of the、uh, you know kind of a website equivalent to the Twitter or this type of、uh, US company.、Mm-hmm. So we do one-stop digital solution for them,、mm-hmm. targeting on the certain you know kind of a target segmentations, do the marketings. So then generate the traffic back to the website as、uh, they have the click, and they can pay to buy the you know product directly through the website. And we can arrange the international, you know, kind of a, a logistic on behalf of the,、uh, you know, small and medium-sized company in Canada, in Quebec,、uh, here in China. So everything is can be、uh, well arranged here from China. What they can do is just、uh, they need to kind of partner with one of the Chinese company like us to helping them to accelerate their, you know, sales rather than go to the big. Platform like Alibaba or like the JD.com to you know maintain everything by themselves. Okay, sounds like、uh, you guys can do the one-stop solution、yes. for them. If they can ship the product and they have their pricing, then you guys can handle everything、yeah. uh, from there. Yes. Well, it's very interesting. You mentioned、uh, Alibaba and、uh, JD.com. Those are the two largest、yeah. uh, e-commerce platform in China. Why don't you? Th- I'm trying to understand the competitive advantage.、Uh, those are the biggest one, right? Every Chinese know them. Why should they use companies like you guys, which are smaller, instead of just a big open a store on Alibaba or JD.com?、Mm-hmm. I think the ultimate goal for people trying to do business in China is they want to get sales done.、Mm-hmm. Okay, as long as they can get sales done. Who can help them? They could. They should partner with them. And I also want to get a profit. Yes,、right? you also want to get a profit too, of course. So the advantage of the big platform, like、uh, the two guys you just mentioned about, they have the huge traffic, no problem. But the the service they provide is just the you know the in general services. You just cannot. You have the, there's a little room for you to do a tailor-made services, especially you are in certain categories. And by the way, there's a millions of partners or company already on their platforms. So you basically buried there. You know it's going to be very difficult for for you to be discovered to be discovered. And given their huge massive scale. The service fees and the fees they charge you is pretty high, so they basically squeeze your profitability levels. However, given this huge amount of the、uh, you know kind of、uh, internet populations, there's no one can dominate the、uh, entire you know population. So there's always a lot of ways to for you for the small and medium sized company to reach out to your target segmentation, targeted consumer. You can reach out through the e-commerce platform. You can reach out them through the social media.、Mm. You can reach out through the search engine. You can reach out them to the videos、uh, in the website. But right now, I believe the most of the、uh, you know foreign companies is only looking at this big e-commerce platform, which I just don't think is complete story. Is complete story. So what we can offer is one-stop solution. To helping them to reach out to the consumer from 360 degrees, rather than only focus on the digital e-commerce channels,、mm. because sometimes the, the the viral impact from the social media, from the search engine, is much more important than the uh, uh, than the、uh, e-commerce. Then the e-commerce can influence the、uh, you know purchasing consumer's opinion.、Mm-hmm. And by the way. That also means higher profitabilities because you are not partner with some kind of a big giant, big platform, which is squeezing the profitabilities from the small and medium-sized companies outside China. Okay, so what I learned from you is,、uh, for a medium and small and medium-sized companies outside of China, if they want to sell their products inside China to the Chinese consumer, they can consider multiple ways. Of course, if they have a lot of budget and if they have a good profit margin, then they can of course just go through 
the, the big platforms like Alibaba and JD. But you pointed out something. Even if they open their stores on those big platforms, their stores may not be being promoted or being discovered by consumers. Yeah. So they are buried among millions, millions of stores. Yeah. So the if they want to promote their own stores, their products on those websites, they may spend a lot of money mm-hmm. to do the promotion yeah. to get to the first page, right? Yeah. And uh, I also learned from you. There are many ways to do this, to get around. So you guys use a 360 degree kind of uh, looking at many different touch points uh, to influence consumers to get in front of them um, and uh, you know to just really at their finger point when they are trying to buy something. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm not suggesting that they are not doing partnership with the big platforms. What I'm suggesting is basically you just cannot put every egg into one basket. Uh-huh. You should walk the way with two legs rather than just hopping by your one leg, right? Mm-hmm. What if, if I am a you know, relatively small size company and I don't have a lot of money to do the marketing, but I want to get a share, get a bite of the Chinese market? Well, this is a, a very straightforward question. And the beautiful part of the digital marketing through the uh, you know, social media, through the search engine is how much money you spend, you instantly see the result. Uh, you instantly see the return of the investment. So, so typically, uh, let me go back to my scenario with uh, Quebec, oh, a guy who is yeah. selling, the, selling the cherry. They spend about 2000 US dollar uh, you know, a week. Uh-huh. To you know, doing the search engine promotion and social media uh, promotion through you guys, through us, yeah, uh-huh. of course, and uh, uh, we supply them the report by how many people you know kind of uh, been uh, click their kind of uh, ads, click their promotion, and how many you know they actually know how many people is actually is interesting to buying stuff through their you know kind of a localized website. So they're basically uh, making about ten to fifteen thousand U.S. dollar kind of a revenue on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's pretty decent of the uh, uh, you know Return. kind of returns for their spending. So they can either increase the spending when the season is getting hot, and they can also decrease the spending when the cherry is, is out of fashion. <laughs> so it's really depending on how they trying to generate their sales depending on the seasonalities. So that's not my whole point, which is you are not doing something that is totally out of your control. It is actually every marketing promotion is within your control, within your control. So by doing that, they building a pretty stable partnership with us in the past three years. Mm-hmm. And they are actually increased their marketing spending in China Seasonally, mm-hmm. promote the agriculture product. Well, for that case, I would like to just get a little bit more details on how exactly you guys help them. I understand the search engine, right? Yeah. You, you buy the keywords. I'm a marketing professional. Yeah. Then I want to know a little bit more on the social media side. Yeah. Because uh, you mentioned earlier, social media is very important yeah. in China. And you guys would go into that route, find the right target customers and push the promotion, push those products directly to the people who are trying to buy those products. Yeah. So how did you find that and what kind of social media should be the right ones? Well, looks like it's time for another commercial break. Let's hold the questions and come back after the break to answer my questions. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you interested in expanding your business to China but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? 
Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, we're back to In China with Michelle Zhou. Anderson, I want to dig a little deeper on the social media side. Uh, you said that you will find the right target consumers for the product. Then you can push the right messages in front of the consumers. So how do you find the right social media and the specific group of targeted consumers for your clients? Maybe we can just use the same example you mentioned earlier, the cherries from Canada. I think first of all, we uh, we actually maintain their you know website mm-hmm. on behalf of the Chinese version, which basically have all the you know agricultural product listed, all their pricing is all there, so everything is all there. We basically basically maintain their Chinese version website on behalf of them, and then we leverage the marketing you know investment they they give to us to seeking the you know kind of a, a certain segmentation. Uh, to helping promote their agriculture product. So basically, we partner with the uh, one of the biggest uh, you know social media here in China, which is WeChat, and the Weibo. Yeah, everybody's using WeChat. <laughs> yes, we are seeking some of the vertical, you know, kind of a BBS, mm-hmm. to helping them uh, uh, to promote their product over there. For example, we targeting a couple of the uh, you know kind of a, a mommies, you know, kind of a WeChat group. Okay. And this mommies WeChat group is actually seeking for some good quality, healthy. Milk powders, good quality, healthy, you know, kind of uh, vegetables and fruit for their, you know, babies, for their teenagers, because they want to buy some high quality of the, uh, you know, food over there. So they have some discussion among the mummies, and we doing some promotions over there, and we promote this, you know, Quebec, you know, kind of website. So people is trying over there. When they realize the quality is good, and the mummies kind of uh, refer to each other, so generate a chain reaction. So more and more people is coming to this website. So this is actually what we try to do. Uh, you find the right people. They are together in the in a big group. Yes, in, in sharing in the, information in, with each other. Sharing information with with each other. Sharing a good company which can deliver good services to them. Mm-hmm. So this is actually is much more sophisticated than just. Building some kind of a brand promotion in the website mm. because people sometimes just don't know who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So your promotion is really driving the sales at the end because it's directed going to the customers who are looking for those products, exactly, or who are very interested in these products, exactly. And once the for this case you said the website, the um, Quebec company's website. Once it is in front of people with the products they are interested in, yeah. with the right promotion, then they will take action. This has actually already been uh, you know trained for some kind of big brand is doing that. I noticed that there is another you know kind of a cosmetic company is doing that similar thing too. Uh, they're asking us to maintain their website and they're going to update their you know annual uh, you know kind of a new product to their website. Mm-hmm. So we're helping them to promote the product, helping them to facilitate the shipment and the sales, mm-hmm. and eventually uh, out of the big big e-commerce platforms. So selling this, they actually 
can be put into the second tier of the cosmetic, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, brand, rather than the big name like, uh, you know, a Chanel or this big brand. They just tier two, but it's pretty good sales for them too. Mm-hmm. So what I heard is, yeah, even though you are not the top tier brand. Chinese market is so big, and people the second tier brand might be good, good products for the local people yes, for the Chinese right. consumers. Yes, they may right. want to go after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds very attractive to the international brands if they want to get into China. Yeah, yeah. And think about those small and medium business. What are the verticals that you would? Suggest or you think of um, is more riding the trend uh, okay. to the Chinese market today? Yeah, that's a good one. There's a couple industries I'm so passionate about that. I believe there's a true opportunities lying over there. The first one, of course, is a is the travel industry. Uh, now people Chinese people go outside China. They go famous places. They know, but for the local U.S. people, local you know European people, the places they go, no one knows. So how are you going to promote that is actually the key, right? You guys doing some camps in U.S. a lot, right? But, right. But how many Chinese people do camping in U.S.? Oh, they only know big things like uh, uh, Yosemite, Yellowstone, <laughs> the big cities, the cities. Exactly. Yeah. So huge opportunity over there. So travel industry is definitely one of them. And then the uh, you know kind of a uh, you know kind of a e-commerce, I would say, is definitely one of them. And then the uh, you know education is of course. Entertainment is definitely one of the most important attractive industry, and the financial services, of course, is another one.、Mm-hmm. So I would say these five industries definitely the industries I would strongly suggest the guys older you can explore the international opportunity here in China. Okay, I want to get a little bit more understanding of the e-commerce industry you just mentioned. What do you mean by e-commerce industry? The e-commerce industry. Basically, is a retail industry. Retail people in the U.S. in the U.K. If they try to sell stuff through internet to the Chinese consumers, they just using partnership using the e-commerce platform here in China to helping them to doing the international sales and international logistic. So okay, now I understand what you mean here. You are saying if you are a company selling. Consumer products. Yes, you're right. Then that's food, the beverage, clothes, cheese, wine, stuff like this. Yeah, those consumer products. Yeah, that、uh, Chinese consumers、uh, they may have a good appetite. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. And they want to get、uh, imported products. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now tell me a little bit more about your company, West Win. West. <laughs> West Wind. <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that. This is our goal, you know. Our company West Wind is definitely the company set up for enable this、uh, cross border, cross country, you know, transaction or business. Hopefully, we can helping the customers in Western country win. When they win, we win, right? So,、uh, this is our goal for the for the West Wind. We're basically starting from the you know joint venture with Microsoft. In China, I've been running the Microsoft Joint Venture for twelve years. One year ago, we buy out the Microsoft Joint Venture here in China and on our own to operate this company. Our goal is still focusing on the digital marketing solutions, one-stop digital marketing solutions, to enable the、uh, you know kind of、uh, the advertisers, small medium-sized company,、uh, helping them to do business here in China. By leveraging our international expertise and our well understanding for the Chinese consumer and the market, so you have a long history in the market already. It's not a one-year-old company. It's at at least thirteen years old now. Uh, yes, starting you're right. Starting from Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, starting from Microsoft. We are、uh, we are helping Microsoft to landing their internet services here in China, including their search engine Bing, including their you know. Messenger services, including their you know blogging services, including their portals, MSN.com. So I've been doing that for decades. Then why would Microsoft sold this company out to the management team of the you know it's the same group of people who are managing running this company today, right? You guys before was part of Microsoft. Why would Microsoft do this? This is a joint decision, I would say, by the shareholder and us. 
Uh, I think this is a changing the operation model here in China are going to helping them to accelerate their growth. After all, uh, you know, uh, this market in China is just so different and compelling comparing with the, uh, you know, kind of the uh, traditional Western countries. The way of the business has been done here is different and, uh, you know, kind of innovation here is much more, you know, kind of unique and different comparing with Western country. Of course, their people and the culture is totally different. So changing the operation model here in China, we are going to helping the Microsoft and helping us too to accelerate the you know kind of business. Eventually, we hope it's going to be a win-win situation not only for the Microsoft but also for us. Okay, so you are still having a very strong connection with Microsoft. The Microsoft business is still being handled by you guys in China. Yes, you're right. Yes, uh-huh. right. That part is still there, but you have expanded the business and working with many, many other companies uh, inside China. So the scope will be much wider than before. Yes, exactly. We are not only working for the Microsoft, although we still maintain uh, you know, very strong connections with Microsoft, but we do helping you know, other companies in China or outside China explore this kind of a cross-border opportunities. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go into a commercial break. Uh, we'll be back right away. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you interested in expanding your business to China, but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Private equity firms have over $1 trillion to invest. They are the biggest funding source for growing companies. Why do they reject 98% of deals? How do you get the right deal for your company? Join Kevin Fechtmeyer and his partners on the Deal Team 6 to uncover the next winning deal and avoid the financial landmines. Deal Junkie, Cracking the Private Equity Code, is broadcast live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. The Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. We're back to In China with Michelle Zhou. Before the break, we talked about the history of West Wind and the U- Anderson, you, men, uh, you mentioned that you let the management bought out this company from Microsoft, and that happened in 2016. This one other question is about um, if you compare yourself, I mean, West Wind, compared to other companies that are looking at these opportunities, like right? helping foreign companies sell their products inside China. What are the major competitive advantages of you guys versus others? Well, um, I think there's a couple, but I think the most important one is you have to realize in the past 15 years, 
all the Chinese companies, especially the Chinese internet companies, they basically developed in domestic China, given this huge population, they don't even need to worry about population business outside of China. But we, on the other hand, we actually, you know, starting from Microsoft, we naturally have the international view, and we've been engaging with international company for, for decades. So we know how the business has should be doing over there. We know how to communicate to the foreigners. We know how the business, how the contract need to be negotiated, need to be draft between the Chinese company and the international company. And we do have the people who can speak fluently English. And you know, every single employee has to speak English, otherwise they just cannot be hired by us. Mm-hmm. So this is actually the very big competitive, competitive advantage for us comparing with the local Chinese company. So from that angle, you know, by partnering with us, it's going to you know, ground our partnership outside China much more uh, easy and, and much more fast way to get into the business in short period of time. Mm-hmm. I think you pointed out one thing that is so important for foreign companies trying to do business in China. And language is one thing. It's easy to overcome that. You can hire a translator, yeah. right, uh, interpreter, or even the technology can do the translation for you in the United States. The other thing that is important but not being fully explored until people meet challenges, have some trouble, is the the way that doing business, the business culture, if I use this word. Yes, that's definitely the right conception. Business culture is something determined whether or not you can succeed here in China. Right, because Chinese has our own very strong culture here, and we look at things, I mean, Chinese look at things through our Chinese glasses, (laughs) looking at the world. Then people from other countries, they bear their own glasses uh, through their background. When these two cultures meet together, doing business for one small thing like signing a contract, the contract meaning is written on the paper, everybody understands it's on the paper. However, what the contract means is very different to Chinese business people. Versus yeah, you're definitely right. You know, Americans, right? When you yeah. sign a contract, forming a contractual relationship with uh, you know, Western countries, the Western country uh, you know, companies basically respect the contract. However, you know, contractual relationship forming between two Chinese companies, sometimes the couple of phone calls between the two bosses can change the contract immediately. So this is actually something probably cannot be imagined in the Western culture. So, well, you got to understand this scenario before you entering the, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, partnership with a Chinese company. So you definitely need some kind of a broker or in someone in between to facilitate this kind of a, you know, business cultural difference between Oriental com- country and the Western country. Mm-hmm. Okay, to summarize what you said, two things very important for foreign companies enter into China, uh, into the market. I'm not saying physically having a branch office there. What I'm saying is for foreign companies that try to sell their services or products into China, uh, they can enter very easily through digital uh, digital marketing, finding a partner. But the two things to remember when they look at the partner. One is the partner must know the Chinese market very well, have all these established um, you know, channels, business. connections, yeah. business, right? Uh, have good reference. The second thing you just pointed out is they need to really understand how to work with international markets. Yes, you're right. Okay, uh, that's really, really helpful. So how do we find out more information about uh, West Wind and what's the way that foreign companies are trying to understand more about you guys? Well, you guys, you guys can go to the website of us, which is westwind.com, to find more information over there. And we, uh, we serve a lot of the uh, you know, kind of uh, international company right now already. And we also serve uh, you know, even more Chinese companies to helping them to do their international expansion to go outside of China. So it's the, you know, by directions, by directions. So you do both? Yes, yeah. of course. That's the reason why I position my company, West Wing, to be the bridge to enable the business between China and the rest of the world. And through digital marketing? Of course, through digital marketing. This is what we, we are good at. Your core? Yeah, it's our core assets, core capacity. 
All right, great. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you, Michelle. Let me quickly summarize what Anderson and I have talked about today. We talked about the rising Chinese middle class and the massive purchasing power from this so-called Chinese middle class people. I think it's about two hundred million people. And we also talked about how to leverage digital marketing to seize this great opportunity in China. We talked about the low cost, convenience, and the relatively easiness of entering China through using digital marketing. Anderson also shared some examples of their company's customers. And if you want to find out more about their service and see if they are the right partner for you, you can go to their website, westwind.com. It is w e s t w i n dot com. Well, time flies. It's almost the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to us. It has been great to have you all. We have talked about using digital marketing to sell into China today. I want to send a special thank you to our wonderful guest Anderson Liu, who is based in Shanghai. And you can find out more about Anderson's company by going to westwind.com. It is w e s t w i n dot com. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. And next week we are going to continue talk about、uh, Chinese consumers' interest in foreign brands and help you understand how foreign companies can sell into the China market without a big budget. Stay tuned and see you next week. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhao. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week. 